Hello and welcome to the Startup Creative Podcast. I'm your host, Kayleen Langford, founder of Startup Creative, author of How to Start a Side Hustle and resident business coach, serving you straight up business advice to help you start, grow and scale the business of your dreams. Welcome back to the Startup Creative Podcast. I'm your host, Kayleen Langford. And on today's episode, we have Daniel Flynn, who is the founder of Thank You Group or Thank You. And I was lucky enough to meet his wife slash co-founder, Justine, many, many years ago. I think it would have been uh, issue two of the Startup Creative Magazine, for those who remember that. And they were Thank You Water at the time. I think it was like seven or eight years ago now. And they entered the scene as a social enterprise, which was a pretty new concept at the time. And it's pretty much a a company that gives its profits back to its cause. And so Thank You's cause has always been to help to end poverty and those living in extreme poverty and not just from like a tokenistic way, from a very measurable way of taking millions of dollars of their profits and investing it in their partners to help achieve that. And Daniel talks about the journey that they've taken from moving away from bottled water into products. A few years ago, they took on the big supermarkets here in Australia, Coles and Woolworths, to get themselves stocked as a small company. They use a lot of crowdfunding and leveraging their audience and their followers and their customers to help them make noise and be seen as a small brand. And more recently, they have done that to help them take their company and a new range of products that they've just released in into an even more sustainable way, an even more profitable way, and now to a global scale to compete with some of the big guys in the product services, uh, product industries that they are competing in. So hand wash, hand sanitizer, I think they've just launched a, a liquid um, and so many more reusable and recyclable ways to do that. So an incredible story of a business that keeps pivoting, keeps changing, is listening to the market needs, listening to their customers, staying true to themselves. And how do they stay true to themselves even when people come along and offer them $50 million and how they had to turn away from that? Um, they took on you know big global production, uh, production companies that pr- helped to produce the products. Um, and so much more. So it really is a story of David and Goliath, but they keep showing up, they keep reinventing themselves. And this episode is what they're up to now and how they got to where they are today. So enjoy the show. Welcome to the podcast, Daniel Flynn from Thank You. Hey, great to be here. Thanks, Kay. Lovely to have you. I was um, chatting to uh, you earlier about um, the last time that we caught up with Thank You. It would have been years ago, I think, one of the very early magazine, print magazines that I did when I started out. Um, Thank You had just kind of hit the market in the term social enterprise uh, was was pretty new to the market, and it was yeah. you know this this way of doing business that also had you know positive impact and um, you know contributed to you know you know we kind of had business or not for profit, and so this yeah. social enterprise came in, and you guys were thank you water then you know oh, you wow. started in that space where you were doing bottled water that you, I, I remember it was genius of like, you could, you know, scan this code and track your, yeah. um, the impact that your water was yeah. having. But yeah, it's been a, a number of years since then, but maybe we can kick off for those who don't know who you are and, yeah. and what thank you is all about a bit of your origin story, where you started and how you got into it. Yeah, cool. I mean, water was the starting point. Uh, and before, bottled water. It was, a, it was actually the world water crisis that I think hit, it struck a nerve with me. Uh, I was in Melbourne. I was studying at RMIT. I actually wanted to get into property development and building big buildings. And I was studying construction. I was like, I'm going to obsess over knowing all of the process. And like, honestly, I, I have ended so far from that tree because during my my early years of study, 
have this moment where I come across stories of kids uh, in sub-Saharan Africa who didn't have access to clean water. Mm. And I already knew poverty is a thing, but just watching them reflect on losing brothers, losing sisters to waterborne disease. The stats read 4,500 children die every single day from waterborne disease. And I had this one moment where I'm literally just sitting in front of my computer like this, but I'm crying. I'm crying because I'm thinking, well, if that was my story, and it's not, but I would have watched my sisters, Jess and Mal, they would have died. It would have been the water that I got them as their brother. And that, it just feels like that shouldn't be happening at the same time. The people are building skyscrapers and you've got all this money. And, and I remember reading this stat that said in 2008, when we started, $50 billion was spent on bottled water every year. And I was like, oh, that sums up to me everything that's wrong with the world. Today, even though none of us buy bottled water anymore, today that stat has grown to $350 billion. Wow. Wild, right? So, and, and, and we started in bottled water. And if those that have followed the story, we left bottled water in 2018 for all the right reasons. Uh, we launched it to a heap of other products. Some people still to this day are like, oh, I love your thank you water hand wash. Like, oh, okay. We're trying to drop the water a little bit there. But like we've, we've gone into new categories, but the idea is simple. Extreme poverty exists. And right now there's, you know, uh, 719 million people living in it. At the same time, we as consumers consume. Collectively, it's $63 trillion. And at thank you, it's like, well, can we please build a bridge between all of the money we're already spending and mm. riding this wrong, this inequality gap that mm. exists? I mean, there are people dying right now because they don't have access to safe water, to food, to a safe birth. You know, we have more people in, in slavery, modern slavery, than we did back when slavery was a thing. It, it, these things can change. Um, thank you is a path forward and it's a it's a small step as a consumer, but collectively it, it mm. creates huge change. So our origin story is bottled water, the worst mm. product ever, the one that really we shouldn't even have, but we launched it because it's like, well, if we're going to have bottled water, this one does good. Mm. But, in, but the story mm. grows because what seems like a simple idea turned out to become very, 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 very hard to mm. just to do, let mm. alone take it to where, to where it is now. Yeah. I mean, it's it's massive, isn't it? Because it's like, you know, I've, I've been in business 10 years and it's wild to think that, yeah, like m- how great it has been to be go to realise bottled water shouldn't exist. But, you know, I, I think is it the Maya Angelou quote that's like you do the best with the information that you have at your time and when you get more information, yeah. you change. And I think, you know, thank you and we'll talk about this, I'm sure, but the journey has been like, oh, we have more information? Great. How do we get better? And not being afraid to pivot, not being afraid to leave behind, you know, what was working. But before we jump into that, and I'm sure you'll yeah. have lots of tips for people, you know, in that scenario, because again, you know, with COVID and and recession and cost of living, mm-hmm. lots of businesses are, are facing that there's the need to pivot in order to stay in business. Um, but I'm really interested because I, I didn't know that story about property development. And obviously, you know, there's something inbuilt in you to care and to, to say, I want to, you know, have an impact. But um, do you recall the moment or, you know, what specifically or, you know, what made you then say, well, I'm not going to go to property development. I'm going to start a, yeah. n- a, not just a startup, but a, a social enterprise that has these, you know, comes out with this huge statement that says, you know, we're going to con- do our best to end extreme poverty. Uh, we're going to start a business, but the profits that we do make, which is what a social enterprise is, we're not taking for ourselves, you know, we're putting back into solving this problem uh, at a time also where, you know, I recall it was all about startups and and the unicorn and, and you know, getting seed funding and, you know, you've had plenty of opportunities along the way for people who want to pull you into that kind of like capitalist business model. Um, but, yeah, what was, I guess, to your, what was that kind of pivotal thing where you kind of came up with this concept and decided to do that over a, a massively for-profit? Um, yeah. You know. Well, it's a, good, it's a good question. And it was a series of moments on reflection. So the short answer is it was a journey. 
it started with like being moved. Then it started with really vi- like vision of, okay, so there's this mission. There's people that need help now, not like one day, but right now. Also, my mind can't unsee things very easily. So once I, I'm like the classic, like, watch the doco and then like I quit sugar or I'm off good. Like I'm like, I'm the, one of those friends. Joins so, the cult. The, or the worst, was when, <laughs> the worst was when I came home telling Justine and everyone like, hey, so crazy story, but mermaids are real. I've watched this doco. It was done by the History Channel and I trusted them and it turned out it was a hoax to see if I was the I took it. Definitely don't watch like too many cult movies. <laughs> Correct. So anyway, I look, look, the 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 thing for me is I find it hard to unsee this idea of the products we purchase every day could and and almost this justice part of me like it should exist to right or wrong not just to like make someone more money and I remember going on this journey whilst studying property and being really interested in property and catching up with people and people who are in that game you know there's a lot of money thrown around and there's a lot of big you know there's a lot of big ego there's a lot of things and I remember just sitting at some dinners and just this world that I was so enamored by, but feeling like it it felt, not to disrespect it, but just it felt thinner and thinner, cheaper and mm. cheaper. It fe- I, I was wrestling this idea of like, could 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 this be like a part of the profit goes? Because that'd be good. You know, like maybe it's like, but for me and even our other co-founders, there was this journey. And I remember sitting this one night in the Docklands of Melbourne, looking at all the big apartment buildings, which I used to aspire to build, and even some of the yachts, mini super yachts that we're going to have in Melbourne there. And I'm I'm looking at it and I'm in, in the past, I was like, that'd be a dream. Now I'm sitting there going, well, that $3 million boat, which I know is about $3 million, there was a stat that said, you know, 20, uh, it, it can take $20 to give someone access to clean water. Mm. So I'm doing, you know, 3 million divided by 20. And I'm like, so that boat could help 150,000 people get water or that apartment could help like 75,000 people or that entire building could help millions. Like, And it's just this feeling of like, we've got it so wrong. Mm. Is, 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 we're building, but we're, I don't know, we're forgetting the least. Mm. We're, and, and there's this, this sense of like, if this existed all for the mission, not part four, but all four, I think that could change the whole world. Mm-hmm. And and that was the feeling. And I know for the co-founders, we were like, yeah, it has to. And we were so naive. We didn't understand business. Like we'd catch up with business people. We're like, it's going to have no shareholders and no investors. And we won't get any equity. And the blank stares or the like, but where are you going to get the funding from? Mm-hmm. And we're like, uh, in my head, I was hoping people would, like rich people would donate mm. or something. Like I was just trying to wrap my head around it, but I think we were enamored by the the purity of the message. Mm. And I, I think it's often the extremes in society that end up edging us all in a direction. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not saying like the only business model is this. I'm like, mm-hmm. look, it's a challenging one to run. We could talk for days about how hard it is and how many mm-hmm. times we wish we weren't this model. But what I do like about it is I think it has a role at an extreme to keep edging mm-hmm. us in a direction. Mm. Um, and so, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, we talk, I talk about that a lot because, you know, people when they, it, it's a lot in the research around motivation and, you know, momentum in, in a personal drive when, you know, there's a lot of research that shows when someone is, uh, feels in, like motivated, challenged, deeply connected to the message of, or, or what they're doing, um, then they're more likely to, you know, push themselves beyond the comfort zone. They're more likely to stick at it. They're more likely to, you know, make hard decisions and and innovate, you know, and come up with creative ideas. And so it's like, you know, I I watched some of your more recent. I went did a bit of a rec- uh, YouTube to, uh, stalk, and oh, there's good. like, you know, you've got ones from years ago, but yeah, the energy for you guys has stayed very much the same. To the, you know, how you speak about it has got this deeply personal connection. And um, how hard has it been? You know, to you, know, has there been backlash? You know, you you spoke recently about you know somebody offering you you did this call out in 2020 to have this big campaign and somebody was like oh well you know like we'll take a percentage of the company and as an investor and give you 50 million or whatever and you've had to say no to those things mm. so what is that 
how what tell us some of some of those I guess pivotal moments where you just mentioned like why did we do this yeah <laughs> how yeah, has it yeah. been to like to stay the course yeah there's so many like moments of like why did why did we do this or you know I mean even off the back of that phone call and it was a zoom call during lockdowns where we'd finally reached our decision of like no this isn't the right step for thinking that offer was super cool great people great company 50 million dollar investment into a new country which you know we have we've always been trying to practice like straight face when people say big numbers so mm. we're like oh yeah that's cool you know but it was like oh that's a great number you know but it, there was a, a sense of but you the equity piece in thank you is critical and we have some really creative really great minds we worked on heaps of scenarios on how we could almost achieve what they were looking for, but there was definitely one box that couldn't be ticked. And ultimately they were, uh, that's that's it. That's the end of the road for them. And we're like, what's the end of the road for us? And I remember this conversation where um great guy at the other end was like, man, I love you guys, the passion, but you're taking the hard road. You take like every, every you just, you're taking the hard road. I'm like, well, that's thank you. Sometimes mm. like we just would keep taking the hard road and, our bet is over time it'll be the right road and we could be wrong. But um, mm. I think, you know, hanging up from the phone call, it's like one part's like good call. Like, yeah, stuck to the values, stuck to the thought we've thought deep about it. It's not like I think stubbornness is a risk. Like it's a strength and it's a risk. Like you can just be stubborn. Like, no, we will never change. But it's like what if you need to change? And there's actually many examples of thank you where we have had to radically change. We've deleted our Genesis product. We've restructured organization. We've we've exited strategies or, or or categories. And so so you have to be willing to change on on the right stuff, and you have to be willing to never change on the right stuff. And mm. and so it's a huge leadership journey. Um, we mm. haven't always got it right, but there is as at a human level, you're like, particularly if it's a values call. I think we feel good, but mm. there's a little part of you that's like. Have we, have we, are we, maybe, is this, maybe this we just right do part? it and no one will find out. <laughs> yeah, maybe, yeah, I'm just really going to care. But also like, <laughs> you know, you can believe you're going on the right path, but it's all hindsight, right? That, that yeah. tells you. And, and I'm so glad we never, with respect to that great group, I'm like, I'm glad we didn't do the deal because mm. where we've landed as an organization is so mm. much sweeter and so much better. And, and actually it probably took that little experience of, mm. of deep consideration before we landed where we landed. And mm. so, you know, I think we've been in this long enough now to know that um, it is an infinite game that is 100% borrowed from Simon Sinek. His book, The mm -hmm. Infinite Game, for anyone who hasn't read it, is just a really cool mindset for particularly, mm -hmm. I think, mission-led organizations, arguably any organization, but certainly a thank you. This is an infinite game. I mean, you know, you can you can punch us out in one category. We're going to pop up in another. You know, mm -hmm. you like we're just, we're not, we're not, this is not a scenario where we lose and then that's it. It's mm. like, well, if we did lose, we will learn from the loss. We will use that as our material that we're going to rebuild with because we are on an, a mission that requires mm. us to think in that infinite game mindset versus mm. the finite game. Mm. Um, and part of part of even the way that we don't have equity as founders, interestingly, a lot of founder conversations we've bumped into, the question comes up, What's your exit strategy? Mm -hmm. Like, what's your exit going to look like? I'm like, well, one day we're going to exit. And on that day, our weekly paycheck stops. Mm. That's, our, that's our exit. And mm. it's like, mm. you know, and, and that's easy to say. And it's hard, you know, it's a, you know, it's a bit different to, to more traditional, the way business and startup culture is. That's our, that's our exit. But it, it has actually I think helped us think more about how do you build an organization to outlast us? How do you build something to last? Because there isn't the like, let's just build, 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 hand the problem to someone else, they can fix it and we'll just move on to the mm. next thing. It's like, well, no, we, we sort of are the author of the problem. We are really, mm. we need to solve the problem. And I think it's helped us think more long-term, long game, but mm. that's just a, a reflection yeah. in hindsight. Yeah, I love that. And I'm interested to get whether it's your personal tips or as a team or as a leader or, you know, sitting on the couch with, I know your your wife, Justine, is a co-founder. Um, 
because I think that's what, uh, you know, it doesn't matter how big or small you are, you get no's, you get doors closing, you get, you know, sometimes what looks like a clear path and you're on your way and you, you know, you're running down and all of a sudden you hit a roadblock and you're like, shit, this isn't it. What are we going to do? Like what, you know, whether it's your, your personal mindsets or as a team, um, any tips for founders out there who might be hitting roadblocks or, you know, uh, getting a no or, or coming up against something that they have yeah. to, you know, ethically, um, you know, pivot away from? What, what's your kind of, you know, is there a specific strategy or little, you know, activity or, or brainstorm yeah. that you guys do in that moment? Look, there's, there's, a, there's a bit in this question because I think even what you, you sort of touched on at the end there, around like the ethical decision and then that that's almost a category of its own and then you've got the knockbacks and the setbacks i i think we often hear about organizations or leaders who are values led yeah right? so you'd be like mission led and values led we have spent the time um to define values to do our best to live by them mm -hmm. to call ourselves out when we don't to refine our values and Ultimately, without trying to sound too cliche, but a lot of the answers caught up in that for us. So right now mm. we have recently gone through a, a refinement of our values um, and it's it's been a really, really cool process. We kind of landed with, number one, we forge bold new paths forward. And if people know mm. our story, there's this real pioneering thread. Mm. And so we've learned that in bold, uh, forging a bold new path forward, it it's essentially like, I almost have a picture in my mind of like uh, someone walking in a jungle with a machete and they just sort of bush bash, bush bash, hit a wall. Okay, go back. Next bit, bush bash, bush bash, hit a wall. And they just keep going until they find a mm. new path forward. That's often the outworking of that. The next value is like we, we find possible. And this is like a commitment to solutions focused, like always trying to find. So for us, any no is a really important piece of data. It's a piece of material for us to use to build into the future yes. So no, 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 build, 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 future yes. And, and a lot of our historic campaigns that have been like, wow, it's like, wow, okay, we got a big yes, but it came from a series of no's. And then we packaged it up, rethought about it, thought deeply, went to the yes. So, but then the third value we talk about is like, um, I feel like I'm now like in some sort of formal values training. Apologies. I'm not trying to be, <laughs> no. but the, the third one we we do we talk about this idea of um, always choosing the light. And I would say most individuals and business leaders would never say or want to say, I choose the dark. Like I want to walk in the dark. It's like, no, no. So for us, this is a, a value where we talk about integrity and values led decisions. It's like we want to choose the light. And so for me, I'm like, if there is a decision in business, what you don't realize coming into it is there's a lot of money to be made in the gray, the mm. gray area. It's a, is it dark? Is it light? And like, I think it, thank you. It's like, we try and stick through the shadows and you miss out on some, we've missed out on some mm. stuff. But I think my dad always said, a person of integrity expects to be believed. And when they're not, they let time prove them, right? Mm. And that's a super cool thing because your secret is time unless you're making lots of dodgy decisions mm. then you're in trouble the, the more time goes on you know and one day that thing's gonna pop and so i i think when it comes to value led in, in answer to your question it's like we've got a framework to be like wow mm. we choose to walk in the light you know it's a lot of money or it's a cool opportunity or no one will ever find it out but that's just it mm. doesn't line up. And so they're now easy calls. Mm. Like it's just like we, we've we've walked enough time to know that's an easy call. Yeah. When someone says no, it's like, okay, well, we mm. find possible. Why did yeah. they say no? Why was what why, why, why? Like the five whys going into it. And yeah. maybe you need to go back and get a yes. Or maybe you need to take that away, rethink your strategy and mm. shoot for a future yes. But yeah. I don't think in our world we have got this idea of no means pack up and shut down. Yeah. So no, no, it's just another data point. And yeah. It's a, it's a bit of a mindset. No, I love that. That's really great. Good advice. Um, my question, maybe I sound like I'm being really negative here to be like, how no, do you God. do it? <laughs> yeah, good. Is it yeah. exhausting being pioneering? Like, is it, you know, and I know, and I'd, I'd be keen for you to, you know, because I, I, 
correct me if I'm wrong, but like even getting into the big supermarkets was a bit of a mission, right? Like getting them to take you guys on when, you know, a lot of the, even into the body care and, um, you know, hand washes and things like that. Yeah. Because that was a bit of a mission, but it's like, is to, to continually be flag holding the, the pioneering flag of guys, like get on board and you're up against, you know, and you you've been in this battle recently as well of this mm. big corporates who are money driven and profit driven, and they don't care. They don't want to hear your nice little story. They're just like, that's not for us. We're more mm. than happy over here making, you know, bank. Mm. Um, it, it, you know, coming up against those big guys, and when you're trying to really cut through to make the impact even more powerful, mm. is it? It's exhausting to constantly being forging that new path where you're just like, you know, I mean, I wish if these guys got on board and open, like, then the yeah. path would be a lot easier for everyone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have all of those exact feelings. Like, yeah. you know, the like, the disappointment I know sometimes is like part of finding possible is imagining it. So, mm. I talked about it's hard to unsee things. This is how my mind works. It's like when you see something as possible and then someone's like, no, it's not possible because, you know, um, you know, we're just, we need to focus on our core business and uh, you just get some sort of reason and you're like, oh, this would be so good for the whole world and mm. actually for you. It, it would be good for us, but it would be good for you. And, and you're you know, sold. That, yeah. You know, there's that, there's that like, that disappointment, that human, like, you know, grieving. Like I would, I would, I would, I would talk about it as you go through a process of grief, um, mm. you know, initially denial, like, oh, no, no, it's fine. It's fine. You know, then anger, maybe not me, but some people may have anger, uh, you know, then like use humor to sort of, but like that process I think is, is real. Is It, it is exhausting. We've been around for a, a lot of years and we've got a lot more years to go. We've learned that this is a marathon uh, which actually, you know, every time I say it's a marathon, it ends up being like a, I don't know, like a triathlon. Like you finish the run and you're like, now we have to swim. You know, like, like we should have, we should have thought about that. Right. So it is a long run. Some of the other language we have internally and another value is like we, we never walk alone. And that speaks to teamwork. If you're wondering like, how do you, how are you still here? Partly I'm not walking alone in this. So from co-founders to mentors to just genuine friends who like, yeah, I think he's cool, but like, how you doing? Like, mm. let's just talk about, let's just hang. Let's just, you know, like I'm, I'm very grateful for that because it's a tiring process. Mm. Uh, and in 10 years in, you know, my co-founder Justine, she went through full burnout. I was right on the edge. Like it was just, we were exhausted. Mm. Um, we all were, and we weren't the only ones. Like if you interviewed our team, you're like, wow, there's a lot of exhausted, burnt, People and like so many of us would talk about it as like soul crushing, which it felt like, and no one wanted it to be, and none of us designed it to be right. But it, it just getting up and going again, trying to forge bold new mm -hmm. paths forward. But there's some stuff you could build in. I mean, we all listen to or have listened to or have heard of inspirational speakers, mm -hmm. and they get out and they talk about like, and then I climbed Mount Everest, you know, and then. I climbed 11 mountains or that, you know, then I had this car crash and I couldn't walk, but then I walked all around the world and you're like, there's, there's this beautiful story in humans is we can do some of the most impossible things. The, the, the challenge as leaders in business and for all of us is like, it is a long game. Mm. And so you got to build in healthy practices, healthy mm. ways to sustain. Um, I feel heaps more personally sustainable and comfortable I've, mm. than I ever felt. Like I, I look at the next few years, I'm like, man, I'm going to get wild. Mm. Um, mm. And and the younger me would have optimistically said, we'll be fine, but wouldn't have been fine. Probably would have crushed, crashed, burnt, definitely mm. through 2020, 21, 22. But I feel like, yeah, there's been some really, really good insights gleaned from others, healthy practices. And mm. yeah, I'm not, not yeah. perfect, but feel stronger. Yeah. Amazing. And how much did, because, you know, you, a lot of your marketing over the years has been collective, collectively, like, you know, outsourced or, you know, collaborative with your audience, you know, with, you know, um, campaigns, social, yeah. you know, social media campaigns and, 
you know, that massive support of customers who who genuinely love what you're doing. And, and, you know, I think back to the point, I don't know whether we fully explain social enterprise, but it's, you know, it's an opportunity for somebody to go, well, I need a buy hand wash. Um, I'm going to choose this one because I it means that I'm contributing. And in a world where, you know, because a portion of that or, or the profit goes to, you know, a social cause, and so it enabled, it was a lot of consumers to, to yeah. stand and think for 10 seconds longer at the, on, you know, in the supermarket and say, cool, do I just get what I've always done? Or do I actually, you know, change this, this one, the brand that I'm using so that, you know, I can, yeah, like I might not know how to end poverty, but at least I can help you guys to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, by just buying this thing that I need, I'm going to buy anyway, right? Yeah. Um, but how's how much is I guess in you know terms of keeping you motivated and inspired and and you know supporting the collective mission has your you know consumers come into that and and the the collective and how do you go about motivating and inspiring in them? You know, because it's especially the online world can be really <clears throat> saturated. And so saying to your consumers, hey, help spread the word, you know, is also risky because it could fall on flat ears of people and be like, yeah, look, I'll buy your hand sanitizer, but I'm not regramming that. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. What is, how have yeah. you kind of gone about that? And that's getting harder and harder. I think um, it, it's, you know, it's getting more challenging. But I think, you know, we, we're fighting, we're, we're, we're resisting, um, and maybe we're, we're we're part of the last resistance to sort of just letting everyone just go into their own bubble and just sort of hey, I'm I'll just stop stop it. I can't make it a huge difference. It's all too much for me. I'll just do a little bit. It's like well, thank yous made and broken on this simple idea of contribution. And if we all did a little contribution, it would go so much further. Like literally. Mm. During the pandemic, we sold so much hand sanitizer in Australia, right? We made $10 million in profits we could distribute. And as cool as that was, that's in a market of 23 million. I can tell you in 2020, it was an absolute gold rush. We had some of the biggest government contracts and, and retailers as well. But in Australia, tens if not hundreds of millions of dollars of profit was made, but globally, billions and billions and billions of dollars in that exact same time period was made and went into the pockets of heaps of people who made lots of money in the gold rush of sanitizer. I'm like, if thank you was everyone, everyone just went, oh yeah, we'll just choose that. Instead of, uh, yeah. Mm. Like, it, it, to me, it's, it's so wild. And so I think in our marketing, we don't want to get too asky and too needy, but we do from time to time want to show people and remind us all that our little voice combined, our little action combined can make a ripple bigger than you ever believe it could. Um, and so, you know, I think it's it's a cool thread in thank you. I'm always like blown away by people meeting them, bumping into them, hearing their stories and like, oh, I started following thank you here. I was part of this campaign or I did that or I bought this book and or I gave this. And I'm like, man, that's so cool. Because like if people didn't do that, there is no thank you. Mm. But because people are doing that, there's a chance we could tip the whole scale, mm. challenge the whole system. And who would have thought? that the way to do it would be so grassroots and uncontrollable mm. by just real people telling mm. real people. Like you can't make that happen. Mm. You can encourage it. You can't make it. It's sort of the risk of thank you. Mm. How? What, what would you say has been the, the best success around that? Is it, you know, being front-facing as founders and, and, you know, having these personal messages and personal missions that you live and breathe do you think that's what kind of cut through and has helped people to kind of share on your behalf yeah it's an interesting question i mean we have a good video production yeah yeah good video production (laughs) it's funny sometimes not good video production it goes for it's bizarre what works and doesn't but I, i i think we've had a very interesting relationship with the idea of um, found a voice or like speaking to people because whilst on the outside it may appear like man this this guys love it mm-hmm. on the inside it's an uncomfortable feeling because it's like well and I basically resolved okay this mission does need a mouthpiece and and whether we like it or not as as society we do buy into often first people so mm-hmm. we also, like, I buy into a person and then what they're saying and then what they're doing 
and and that's an interesting hierarchy. You don't have to go that way, but um, thank you is pretty simple. It's people telling people, and so in some cases, I might be like, mm. "Hey, here's what we're up to. Mm. Here's what hasn't worked. Here's what has worked. Here's a here's a way forward. Yeah. If you helped, it would work, and if you didn't, it won't. But you know, yeah. we've done we've done yeah. everything we can. It's, it's over to you, and that's kind of that's kind of the ask. It's quite, mm. you know. I remember Justine back in the day. She's this the Coles and Woolworths campaign. She's like, if we could just sit you one-on-one with each person out there to just tell them what's going on and what needs to happen, I, I think this would work. Mm. And that's that's it. That's where a lot of that mm. comes from. Um, obviously, now with the internet, you attract a whole bunch of uh, mm. compliments and a whole bunch of, of not compliments, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and in this this wild world. But I, I used to, I don't, kind of don't care. It's like, yeah. here's the challenge. Here's what we're doing. Here's where mm-hmm. we're heading. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I think the future of thank you is hopefully more people telling more people versus mm. just a couple of us telling people mm. where we're heading. But anyway. Yeah. No, we- I mean, I would I would say that from that, that response and, you know, my like thinking it out loud now for people out there who are looking to maybe, you know, leverage that same consumer support, it's like, you know, what to me is what you're saying is like just a transparent, authentic message a really clear ask, you know, and a, a really clear why and tapping into humanness. You know, it's like that thing of just, if you could just tell people what you're doing, then you actually speak to a human, not a brand, you know, like, so it's that human connection yeah. of, of like, what's the common denominator here? What's the common, you know, and tapping into that um, rather than just always thinking strategy, you know, it's like, well, let's just say it how it is, you know, which I think we'll look for more, more of that in brands over the years. Like I th- think that's yeah. really happening. Um, and which takes me to where you're currently heading and where this, you know, um, tell it, take us on that journey. It's it started 2020 where you realize yeah. this, you know, the the profit that could be made from, from hand sanitizer and how much, you know, mm-hmm. immediate, quick, fast impact that was able to have from this money yeah. to to give back to your partners. Then that sparked this call out to, you know, some big brands to help you take this yeah. internationally. Um, yeah. Tell us about that, you know, that journey and how that kind of came yeah. about and, and what it's led to that you're launching yeah. now. So um, to, to wind back a little bit to 2018, we had this internal project called Project Salvation. Drastic name, clickbait, really. But for us, we founders and a few of us could see the end of thank you internally on the outside look good, but on the inside, we're like, no, mm-hmm. no, no, we're seeing some problems. Project Salvation was kind of like, we either need to save thank you or we need to pack it up because we're not going to meet the vision, this ambitious goal of being a major contributor to help end extreme poverty. We're not going to be multiple categories in multiple countries because we'd identified that we're really good at launching things, really good at the ideation. And, you know, when we got profit, we're good at giving it, but sustaining growth in every new category, in every market, we were, we were having challenges with that. And we threw more people, more team, more resource, but we wondered, do we have a design issue, a design error? And we arrived at, we did. Um, there's a book that Justine and I read, not even a really necessarily a business book. It was this personal book by a, a, a minister, this faith leader, he'd gone through burnout, ended up in hospital. And when we read it, he was like, of all people, he felt like he should have it all together because of the, almost the spiritual side. It was like, if anyone doesn't break, it's you, but he broke and he's in hospital. It is this beautiful like reflection. And then he talked about a concept and there's many people that talk in similar concepts, but he, he asked this question, what's your 5%? The bit that only you can do. Um, and then he proposes individuals, leaders, 85% of what you do, someone else can do. 10% of what you do is someone who you apprentice or highly trained could do. And there's this 5%, the bit that only you can do. And then what's quite confronting is as he talked about it, he talked about his 5%. And it, it was like his relationship with his wife and his kids and his faith and his health that you kind of source you're eating or you're sleeping. Uh, there's a bit left he could give to the organization. He's like, you, you need to make sure the bit that only you can do in the organization mm. is the bit you do. Because otherwise, if you start edging into the 95%, you do it at the direct cost of your five. And mm. this is where people have like broken relationships and health. And we were like, when we'd read that near the end of this 
internal project. And it was funny because when we looked at thank you, we're like, I mean, thank you is like 100%. We're trying to be like everything. We're building this like Death Star, not that we knew it at the time, but mm. we're doing everything in-house, all ourselves. And then we looked at these three buckets. We're like, well, 85% of what we do, other companies, they do manufacturing distribution. They, mm. they do that. Some of them are our competitors, but they do a good job. 10% of what we do, it's highly, you know, special to us. Maybe with the right integrated partnerships, we could find people to do that. Then we'd find our 5%. Mm. And it was like, whoa, this is wildly different. David Kidd of this marketer we met in New York, he said, you have to have the courage to walk away from what you decidedly average at and go all in or 10x in on what you are best at. And so we're like, what would it look like if we went all in on, for us, we defined our 5% as like our vision mission, our uh, giving, which is like the integrity and in how we do what we do. But then also part of our 5% is like, what's well, like the ideation, the brand curation, storytelling. And we started to be like, we've re redesigned Thank You. And, and right now we have a team of 18. So we've gone from 60 that was going on hundreds to 18 that's ready for kind of global expansion. And that's because we found partners who could do the 85 and partners who could do the 10. Now in 2020, that was the first the public kind of saw a little bit of our thinking come public. Because in that campaign, we called out to two of the biggest companies in the world, Unilever and P&G. And part of the ask to them was really to do the 85. So that they've got a global distribution, manufacturing and retail relationship. We're like, hey, you are our competitors, but you do it in like 150, 60 countries. What if together we work together, you can't own us, but we could partner and together take social impact to global scale. Yeah. Um, so that was the ask. But the thinking behind the ask was quite deep and our hope was to find a thank you partner. Mm -hmm. Long story short, they both said no. Mm -hmm. um, and, and that was disappointing, but we, we wish them well. The second bucket was other big companies, other tier ones who said yes, but. And mm -hmm. the yes, but, you and I were talking about the 50 million, but equity. It was like, why? Oh, that's not who we are. And then the third bucket was the revolutionists. We, this group, we're there from week one of the campaign and over the 18-month journey we went on. These are independent manufacturers, distributors, retailers who are like, we, we're not them, but we could do this market or this region. Yeah. We sat back and we're like, that's cool. Long story short, we've gone with them. We've gone with this, like, this, this incredible... And, and one of my favorite conversations that to me sums up the sentiment of this bucket three, one of the founders, Gilles, of this group in Europe who is looking to take thank you across Europe, he sold one of his companies to, to L'Oreal for 230 million euro. He mm. sold another one for 40 million euro. And he said, hey, we could take you to Europe and um, this is what it would look like. And, and we, we told him the, the margin we'd need to make for this new model to work. Mm -hmm. He came back for context, people in bucket two would offer a, a third of that. Mm -hmm. And that's all probably part of negotiation, but it's hard. Yeah. He comes back, on, I, I think I can get you 50% more. And here's mm. how it would look. And it was like, this is, this is thank you. Thank you as people. Ultimately, it still is commercially su sustainable, but it's people like, how do we make the mm. most for the world that is so broken? Mm. So we're pretty excited. And right now in Australia, people are seeing the new innovation that's come out mm. through all of our amazing innovative partners. And, and it's hitting mm. the market in Australia today. And then tomorrow it starts to head to the world. It's, it's kind of designed to serve. Mm, amazing. And I think this is, I know it's a lot of it might be a little bit top secret, but this isn't going to come out till afterwards and lips okay. are sealed. Yeah, 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 <laughs> um, yeah. But I, I've been given word to ask these questions of what, go, what's go, coming because we, we, we'll, okay. we'll, we'll keep it under embargo until yeah. till we get the approval. But um, approval. you know, flash forward to 10 days from now, yeah, yeah, 11 yeah. days from now. Um, so, congratulations. Well done. This is amazing. The world's is just so heard cool. about it. <laughs> Breaking yeah. news. What's happening? <laughs> so we've got um, new categories launching so um so so personal care which people know us for in hand wash yeah. we've really reimagined re was the word so you're going to find forever bottles in recycled mm -hmm. aluminium in glass there is also an entry level 100 recycled pet range you buy a forever bottle and then we have a refill system that's designed for circularity it is a big step forward for the mass consumer there's still a long journey to go on sustainability, but it, it's it's really, it's a big step there. The design is kind of world-class, but what I'm really excited about is we're heading into cleaning. We're launching a breakthrough formula. 
here in Australia, thanks to an amazing partnership with an innovator and, and really an inventor who cracked a formula which is 100% natural cleaner that's mm. hospital-grade disinfectant. That is the breakthrough. Usually to get hospital-grade disinfectant in your home, you've got to bring in chemicals. This is, this is, um, it is a unicorn in the sense that you are bringing a natural formula that is uh, safe on sensitive skin. It's food-grade safe but it removes virus and germs mm. and risks. So that's really cool. Um, and, and not only that, it comes with a, like a dilution system. So if you add water, um, you basically can dilute it down to household grade antibacterial. So it's not hospital grade, mm. but it's still an amazing cleaner. When you do that, it becomes one of Australia's most affordable cleaners, price per hundred mil. Mm. And, and then our profits go to make, you know, the difference in the world that we're all mm. trying to make. So, Cleaning's epic. And then look on deodorant. I could talk for mm. days, but mm. the deodorant is a 48-hour antiperspirant that's 100% natural origin. Uh, Gilles, that innovator in Europe, he literally described this as his life's best work and he's given this innovation to thank you. It's one of my favorite products. I can't mm. wait for people to use it. It's, it's, it's breaking the boundaries from an innovation perspective. And, and that's what I think social enterprise should do. So mm. we're excited about that. Um, we have a new online store launching with a direct-to-consumer business, like a subscribe and save. We're mm. in major retailers. And we do have a sneaky little pop-up that has launched mm. as well, depending on the timing of this. So it's either about to launch or it has launched, but the, mm. we call it the inside store. Mm-hmm. And the idea with the inside store is it's hidden on the streets of Melbourne. It's not too hard to find, but instead of projecting the brand on the outside, this is actually about you going in um, and finding it. But when you go in, you're going to see all the new products you're going to see the impact. You're going to see some of the stories behind it, the secrets behind thank you. Mm. And in our mind, thank you isn't a sell. It's an invitation to write with us. And the story is kind of 80% exhibition, maybe a little bit of retail in there. Um, mm. There's a new apparel line that's launched in the store only. So it's mm. not online, but in store only. We're having a lot of fun um, in our 5% in story and in brand. Yeah, wow. Um, you know, we invite people to join us. Amazing. Congratulations. Massive. I love that. I feel like it's kind of recapped this conversation in terms of like knowing your values so strong and sticking to them and being okay or, you know, riding the waves of closed doors or no's or wrong alignments actually attracts more of the right people. And, you know, it it sounds to me, I don't know your process, but yeah, there's times that that's happened where, you know, it's been devastating to to what felt like a loss of an opportunity to then go, you know, I'm getting better at it over the years, but the first few, you know, years hurt where you Mm -hmm. go, oh, there's, you know, you you close a door and, you know, it's so cliche, but it's like, it works. (laughs) Like, but the next, you know, the right door opens and you, you couldn't have even imagined it. You couldn't have sat down Mm -hmm. and, and consciously planned it out and said, but then we're going to attract this person who's got this innovative technology because yeah, it didn't yeah. exist, right? Yeah. And so you go, ah, oh, that's why that door closed. And you know, we couldn't have we couldn't have planned oh, this better, you know. And, and it's interesting because that particular innovator I mentioned during No Small Plan, he was as angry as as you may have been or I may have been that some of the sort of what we all thought could be just an easy win for the world didn't happen. And it was like, it should happen. But if it's not going to happen at that level, here's what we could do. And I, 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 I'm like, man, no small plan, which we joke internally ended up, and that was the name we gave for the campaign. It should have been called no short plan. Mm. But like what you said, it's like one door closed, another door opens, but unless that door closed, the next one probably didn't open. And, mm. That's that's the long game, the infinite game kind of mentality. Mm, yeah, I love it. And before um, I, I will, will finish on a high because I've been grilling you, <laughs> but because um, um, my oh, what was my other question around that? Oh, that's the is in terms of you know yeah the impact and the long game, the ultra marathon perhaps of where you're going and and this new chapter. And I think you mentioned it from a business perspective. It's like, well, if we do really want to have a good crack at our mission to end poverty and, and, you know, leave a legacy that can be passed on beyond you guys, um, then you have to, you know, like you're, you've got to um, create multiple products ranges across, you know, the country. So you've kind of done that. 
Um, what is, you know, how do you kind of tackle or what's your, you know, mentality? And maybe it is the long game that you've spoken about and the team of innovators and people who can help you to achieve it. But um, that kind of overcoming that doom day, doomsday of like, you know, it feels like every day you wake up and there's another issue happening or there's more, you know, we do get to this exhaustion and saturation of things that need to be fixed in the world and, and people who are asking us to help fix them that we all feel so small. And, you know, COVID made us, I think, in a lot of ways feel you know, out of control, locked up in our houses. Um, what's your kind of, I guess, advice or mentality and how do you guys go about keeping optimistic about this, what feels like could be a never-ending goal that, you know, the, the bar keeps moving every time you feel like you're getting something. Promise it's my last. It's a tough one because I, I almost, as you're talking, I kind of picture the world right now driven a lot by, by what's happening on social and media and advertising and algorithms. I, I'm like, it's like we're all this little child sitting on a little chair with all these people shouting and yelling and all these algorithms and all these machines like with vested interest and with a lot of money behind them all just kind of shouting mm. doom, doom in a sense because um, controversy gets more clicks than hope it's just it's a it's a kind of the yuck part of humanity and so i actually think there's an element of this where because of what's in our hand we're all just getting bombarded we've got to turn it off i've personally thank you on social i've been off social for a year and a half really yeah at least a year and a half it's been very refreshing and confronting but i think that kid sitting on that stool is not going to survive long and is certainly not going to be optimistic We'd never do that to a child. I wonder if we are the child. I wonder mm. what it looks like if we start shutting off some of the noise and we let ourselves dream again, be optimistic again. Acknowledge, yes, there's challenges in the world. Mm. Um, and I don't mean sit on the chair and like just freeze. I mean, get off the chair and dream and skip and fun mm. and play and play with ideas. And so I think we all need to practically probably start to tune out, turn mm. down some of the like, just constant messages that are mm. making us all feel helpless and just mm. be a little like kids again. Because mm. I, look, humans have been underestimated all the time, but end up, you end up finding a way forward. Mm. We end up, you know, finding hope or impossible becoming possible. And we just need to keep doing that. And mm. so, you know, I think for me, I've actually found it really helpful. As we've reimagined, thank you, certainly for the last year and a half I've been off a lot of the noise. I'm not completely mm. away from the noise. I still got a finger on the pulse and mm. still in the real world, but it's helped me. Mm. Um, and yeah, that algorithm, I mean, all of yeah. them, it's just, it's just not. It's, I mean, it's I getting harder have... and harder to escape. And um, But I think, yeah, it's really good advice. And I think it's just as you were talking, then it reminded, I didn't, reminded me of the, you know, the locus of control, I guess. Is that the, is the, you know, what, what can you do? You know, what are you in yeah. control of? What can you focus yeah. on? You know, maybe it's filling your house with thank you products and, and that's the part step that you one. play. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Step one for everyone. It's definitely that. No, yeah. But, but, but I like it. It's it, like, thank you is small steps collectively, mm. big change. Yeah. And that's if we all did the small steps. And some people could argue, well, actually, technically, and you know, I don't know if it'll end up, but it's like, look, by the time you finish your hypothesis or by the time you've done your research on that, mm. the world could have changed. So, mm. like, I think we just, we do need to think, we need to do, um, mm. not overthink, you know. Um, yeah. So, so anyway. Yeah, no, I love that. And so on a positive note to, to round us up, what yeah. great, incredible, I think it's seven over $17 million that you have um, contributed and distributed to your partners who are on this mission to help end global poverty. Tell us about some of the wins and cool things that are happening out there with the consumers' dollars that you guys are able to, you know, to um, yeah, yeah. distribute. So we... The best way we could describe the partners that we back, we feel like we get to, and then so everyone who consumes Thank You product as part of this, we're backing some of the world's most innovative and pioneering change makers. Mm -hmm. If you think Thank You is a story of like, wow, you got up and went again, when you start to meet partners of ours, um, like Raising the Village, who 
they are working with uh, the ultra poor. So this is people living on less than 40 cents a day. Mm-hmm. They have pioneered um, a, a program that helps lift people from there through training in finance, in uh, building better businesses, going to market, agriculture. They've they've built um, people from 40 cents a day to uh, over $1.90 a day and growing. Mm-hmm. And you look at that, that's being studied thing now by Oxford as a model and like, gosh, if this got replicated, this could end ultra poverty. And it, it's like, man, these guys, they're going all in. Strong Minds, one of our partners that we've backed um, over the years, uh, the last three years, but the, they they are working to tackle mental health, which has actually been grossly forgotten um, throughout Africa and many parts of the world. But we all know, or at least would start to feel the weight of, if your mental game is not strong, how are you going to lift your mm. family out of poverty mm. and stay out? Right. Mm. So, so we're backing people that are, have pioneering approaches in that. People that are working. I mentioned earlier, slavery is it some of the highest it's ever been in our history, or at least in, in my head, I mentioned that. If I didn't mention that, yeah, that's some outside I am. But, but it's like IJM who are backed. They are working to end slavery, modern day slavery, and they work at at the top kind of government level, right through to in Australia, we're experiencing the healthy pressure of mm. the modern slavery act. They've been a big voice in that. So it's about like systems change. When you go to thinky.co, you can meet a lot of our partners mm. doing huge like systems change level stuff right down. I, I think of like Deep Rise. I love Deep. We don't have favorites. Everyone's everyone's yeah. favorite. But Deep Rise are working in backing local entrepreneurs throughout Africa and Asia. Mm. And the coolest thing, well, there's many cool things, but they they give people a twenty thousand dollar grant. So if you're an, a pioneer, you're a, you're an entrepreneur, you don't have access very easily to that kind of money. So mm. they give the seed money. I still remember the day we were given a check for $20,000. It was a gift to start. Thank you. Mm. That $20,000 has helped lead us to where we are today. Mm. I love that we back Deep Rise and they are just pumping out grants mm. all the time. And through entrepreneurship, innovation, systems change, mental health, microfinance, like maternal infant health, Together, role models as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, Amazing. like, well, yeah, incredible. Extreme poverty, like it, it's it's possible. I know it sounds impossible, but let me end on one stat: that two hundred years ago, ninety nine percent of the world lived in extreme poverty. Hundred years ago, seventy percent, seventy seven percent did, and in nineteen ninety six, thirty six percent of the world lived in extreme poverty. Mm. Today. 10% do. Mm. So there's hope. It's like where the downtrend is there, bit of a hiccup with COVID, but mm. yeah, there's yeah. a lot of us working together and mm. we should finish Amazing. finish what's been started. Incredible. Thank you so much for your insights and congratulations. Maybe one final tip for anyone out there looking to, to start a social enterprise or to, yeah, even a business and help contribute. I love yeah, I love the idea of deeply considering the role social plays in the social enterprise or the business you go to start because I do think entrepreneurship and business is such a powerful um, tool for change. Um, mm. It's also a great way to make a lot of money, right? So and, and, and historically, we live in a world that's sort of led that way. I think it's really important for us to consider what what role can your business or the next business you start play in helping right many of the wrongs uh, mm. in our world. Um, it's, it's really incredible, you know, talk of change. Amazing. Thank you so much. And before we go, maybe if there's ways that people can find your product or keep an eye out for the new range coming out, yeah. um, you know, and we, we, it's an international audience, but mostly Australian, if you want to let them yeah. know where to get it. Well, if you are in Australia, head to thinky.co, you can subscribe and save. You can jump on to a bunch of our amazing retail partners right across the country. And if you're international, follow us along on, on our website or on uh, you know any of the social channels because Thinky is coming to the world. Um, mm-hmm. We're keeping some of the dates and the times a little bit under wraps because the mm-hmm. competition is very real. However, on the day we do pop up in your country, let's go. Like, let's mm-hmm. somehow get this, you know, get this everywhere. Incredible. Thanks so much for your time, hey, and all the best. Look forward to following along. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thanks for being here.